Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Assistant Lifestyle Editor. And me, Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. Each week, we're discussing the core dating issues affecting millennials today. There are endless podcasts out there on love and relationships, but we felt that nobody was speaking directly to our generation, where people ghost, zombie and breadcrumb one another quicker than you can say Tinder. As two long-time singletons, we're breaking down the boundaries of modern-day dating, one aubergine emoji at a time. Today, one of our most popular guests from our earlier episodes has returned. Jochen from the independent IndieVest team. Hi, Jochen. Hey, how's it going? Are you glad to be back? I'm excited to be back. I am, yeah. Really, really excited. We had some good feedback last time on Jochen's previous appearance. We, he was complimented on his sexy voice. So Yes, about that. <laughs> I mean, look, some women are into mumbling, you know, and uh, what, what can I say? Uh, that's the thing is, maybe mumbling's a new dad bod. I spoke about dad bods last time, but you I'm here to tell you now that mumbling is in. Mumbling. Yeah. Yuckin's sexy mungling. Mungling? That sounds weird. Mungling doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound so sexy. I'm not a mungler, now I'm a mungler. <laughs> that sounds a bit dodge. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about mungling. Today, we are going to talk about two very fascinating topics about, firstly, how to know if you're being too keen, and what is the friend zone, which is the first topic we're going to talk about today. So guys, Olivia, do you want to explain what is the friend zone? The Urban Dictionary uh, definition is as follows. A term many guys and some girls use when they have been rejected, whether it's straight out or inadvertently said. People tend to claim it is the other person's fault and or that they are a friend zoning bitch. Despite the fact that the person may really only like them as a friend, which is a false move seeing as that person believes they should fake feelings and be in a relationship. I think that's quite a harsh definition. I think the friend zone, first of all, I don't think it's a real place. I think this, obviously it's this fictional, weird place where people think that you just banish the people you don't want to date and you say, I just want to be friends. Go forth and <laughs> rot and freeze in the dreaded friend zone. In my friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't actually think it's a bad thing. I think it's simply a nicer, kinder way of saying to someone, listen, I'm sorry, I don't fancy you. I don't want to rip your clothes off. I just want to be your mate. Do you think the friend zone's a thing? Uh, well, I mean, like the concept of, well, I mean, to use a millennial term, chirps and someone and then it not going well and you just being like pals, that's clearly a thing, right? Um, but I think people, yeah, people get too caught up in it, you know? I personally think it's not like, it's not like you, you if you become someone's friend and it, you become friends and you're not, no one makes a move on anyone. It it doesn't mean that you're necessarily stuck in the friend zone as some sort of wilderness and you've been men- mentally compartmentalized there. I feel like just because you're friends doesn't mean you can never be anything more. I don't think that's like you're stuck in the friend zone. 
I think the zones are fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And it reflects badly on you, you know. If your if your chat's too weak that you can't traverse yourself out of the uh, friend zone, then you've got to take a look at yourself for that one. Uh, but I mean, like, what's wrong with it? You got you know got friends. You move on to the next. You know, take a new friend box and then move yeah. on. Yeah. I think it's. I think if someone's being honest with you, and if they're not using it as an excuse for some other reason, but equally. I mean, it's so difficult because if you don't fancy someone, you just don't fancy them. You're not going to tell them that. Yeah. Disagree uh, on some level because I feel that just because just because I don't fancy someone now, I don't think it means I'm never going to fancy them. I I have you know this fr- just because you're in my, you might be in my friend zone for now doesn't mean <laughs> you're not you're gonna you're not gonna get out of that into true. The but you can't say that to someone because then that no 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 I won't be like breadcrumbing. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be like not now, mate. But <laughs> I don't fancy you now. But but maybe one day around. stick around and wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I might decide I like you more eventually. <laughs> I am very fickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys been friend zoned? Well, I mean, I'm sure I've I've tried to like. Uh, romance someone and then it hasn't worked out and we've ended up as friends well I'm sure I know that's happened but like yeah it's fine it's fine move on but have you that's like a new person who's come into your life and you've tried to romance them and you've ended up as friends or have you tried to romance a friend ooh ooh I have tried to romance a friend before it's D- risky though yeah it didn't work didn't work it never does no not true okay please share Rachel I'm oh. sorry but they I feel like you've got some personal experience that you need to get off your chest there uh, I don't think it works. <laughs> I, but you know, they say that all the best relationships start out as friends, though. Everyone says that. Okay, I mean, it depends how long you've been friends for. How many times have you seen When Harry Met Sally? A lot. Can or I Love Rosie. That's another good one. They okay. finally get together, guys, after years and oh, years of friendship. Or One Day. Oh, another beautiful one. See what these films are doing to me. Can I just tell? Can I just read a quote from When Harry Met Sally? No. Yes. So for anyone that isn't familiar with the crush iconic me, Billy Crystal Meg Ryan film, <laughs> Um, it is a film in which Meg Ryan befriends Billy Crystal when they are, I think, maybe 21. They've just They're graduated uni, from university. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And they sort of bump into each other a few times over the years and slowly but surely they develop this very strong friendship with one another and push comes to shove. They fall in love with each other. Blah, 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 blah. They have this wonderful relationship because they were friends first and it's all romantic. But at the beginning of the film, Billy Crystal says to Meg Ryan... No man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. Discuss. Jochen? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, mate, mate, you, I feel like you can be friends with someone and still want to have sex with them, but not have sex with them. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to act on it. <laughs> it's not as if every single person I'm attracted to is like, wow, I just... Yeah, yeah I like, think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's insulting to men and women that you can't be friends with someone that you find attractive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my friends has said to me before, she argues that all guys even though they have like plenty of female friends they would all if said if he's a straight man i'm talking about if said woman like made a move on them and was like do you want to go and do stuff they would be like yeah all right (laughs) but not necessarily attach any meaning to it it's just like friends with benefits kind of thing i guess yeah i don't know uh, well, without becoming like speaking for all men here, which I <laughs> really do not want to do as, in the current climate. But, as uh, the only male here. Yes, as the only man in the room. <laughs> Hashtag uh, not all men. So, what was the question? Oh, if, <laughs> a, if an attractive friend. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean it, it's, it's very, it's like case by case basis. Very diplomatic. There's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say about that one. Okay, so here's the thing though. I think with male female friendships, not in all the case, but I think in a lot of the case, 
possibly one person, I'm not saying always fancies the other, but I think it might go in waves. And it, are there ever friendships where it's purely, purely, purely always platonic and no one has ever even considered the other doing something with the other person that's more than friendship? Personally, I actually don't think there is, which is really depressing because I would love to say men and women can just be friends and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. And I don't think a relationship necessarily develops, but I do think that more often than not, when you are very, very close with someone of the opposite sex or someone of the sex that you are attracted to, it's sort of inevitable that if you spend more and more time alone together, you do fun things together, you start to kind of develop a, a subconscious attraction to them. And it's whether you decide to act on that or not that determines how yeah. the friendship ends up. But I do know personally a lot of my close male friends I've either dated in the past and that's why now we're able to be platonic with one another because we know that we've been there and we can move forward. I, th I think because uh, friendship, or not friendship, so getting on with someone is such a big part of attraction as well. For me, at least, yeah, it that is. That probably comes into it a lot. Like I always say, it's like the physical side of it, but you know, you've got to get on with someone to find them attractive. I have plenty of male friends that, like, when I first met them, I didn't fancy them, and then I got to know them and really like their personality. We really got on, and then I started to fancy them. Yeah, because I, I think know, I really like natural. their personality. Yeah, but I think that's not. I, th I think that's a natural response because you you grow more and more comfortable around someone. You know, if that that can make you attracted to someone, whether you find them physically attractive or not that becomes more of a thing for you the more you know personality you get to know them you become more compatible the yeah. physical stuff starts to sort of become irrelevant i can completely understand though why people if you fancy someone and then you sort of end up just being friends you might think oh well i've been friend zone if they don't fancy me now why would they fancy me ever like I have I have another friend who really liked this guy and they were getting on really well and she thought they were going to be more than friends and then he announced that he was seeing this other girl and was going on about, oh, I'm just, you know, so glad you're such a good friend and I can tell you all about this stuff and she was just like, oh, God. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then she felt very much like, wow, I've been friend-zoned. There's so many different sort of threads to this as well because there's leading someone on when, which I think is is quite cruel when if you only ever intend to be friends with someone, but you sort of give them the, the impression. Yeah, you give them the breadcrumbs, you give them the impression that there is something more there. And then you suddenly just say something like that, like, oh, you're such a good friend. I'm so glad we're just friends. And then it's like, Ooh. oh, dagger. I, I feel like the naturally occurring friend zone is fine. Like the organic friend zone is, yeah, is completely I think so. fine. If, it just, if the conversation just meanders towards a friend zone, and then we all end up there, then, you know, it's fine. But, yeah, if you're, like, if you're savage about it. So of anything, to be honest, when it comes to dating. Like, there's nice ways to do things, and there's bad ways to do things. Mm. Quite. Well, anyway, guys, such is the friend zone. Maybe we're there now. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're going to put someone there. It's a brutal world. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very profound, Rachel. I know. I'm very deep. Um, speaking of, in fact, not speaking of at all, that is like I was about to say it's actually the opposite of deep because this is quite a funny story because it's time for dating disaster of the week. Dun, dun, dun. I think that was <laughs> quite the right reaction, but okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this was sent in to us by email and I quite love this story. Ooh. Here goes. Hi, Rachel and Olivia. So it was the first proper date we went on having already met at a house party and slept together. We went to a fancy cocktail bar. 
He must have had ten cocktails, and they were pretty strong. He seemed okay, though. The bill came to about £120, and I was like, lol, I had three drinks. Luckily, he paid, though. When we got outside and started walking home, I realised he was pretty wasted. I asked him where he was staying. I was pretty much expecting him to stay, but wondered if he had actually made any other plans. Plus, he was so drunk, I didn't think he was going to be up to bumping uglies. Anyway, he hadn't planned on staying anywhere else, so he came back to mine. We started doing the deed, but after a while, he said he needed to pop to the loo. He then spent the whole night chucking up downstairs in my shared house. My housemates heard him vomiting and were all messaging on the group WhatsApp chat asking what on earth was going on and was everyone okay? I told them, don't worry, it's just my date. The next day, he acted like everything was completely normal and nothing had happened. And lol, because we continued dating for a while after that. Warmest wishes, miss never getting super smashed on a date ever. God. There are a few things that really fascinate me about that story. The first thing is that she referred to sex as bumping uglies. That's yeah, amazing. I fully endorse that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's brilliant. Um, but the second one is that he just pretended that nothing was wrong. But what would you do if you were him? I, I would no, Go I, home, man. Yeah, <laughs> just go, go home. Go in the street or something. Run. <laughs> I think Find if, a gutter and just <laughs> come out there for the night. I think if I was him, I would have tried to just like be really like... You know, my flatmate always says, things are only awkward if you make them awkward. If you act like everything's fine and, ha, oops, <laughs> drank a bit much last night, lol, then you can, I don't know, try and make it not awkward. But I think, it's, I think it's more awkward if you ignore it. Well, anyway, they dated mm. for a while. I, but they're not still so dating. Have, yeah, are we to assume that this is... It, considering she said we dated for a while after... Uh, and then we got married. Which <laughs> Well, mm. maybe. Maybe that was the beginning of a beautiful love story, but um, I'm not getting that story. vibe. So who drinks 10 cocktails on a date? Yeah, that's absurd. Who drinks 10 cocktails ever? Although, Jochen, I reckon you could stomach a few cocktails, <laughs> <laughs> given your yeah, height. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. I feel like 10, though. I just like, so even, if I, if, even if I could, I feel, you know, keeping up appearances, I wouldn't want to be the guy that drinks 10 cocktails on a first date. No. I mean, nine, fine, but like, yeah. <laughs> I could probably do 10. I probably should definitely couldn't. Next podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll Rachel test it on the Christmas date. special. Yeah. How much can Rachel drink in one sitting? That's not a good idea. It would not end well. So anyway, thank you so much for sending in your story. We really enjoyed that. So please do keep the dating disasters coming. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, on to topic two. So, what is to be too keen? So, we're talking about here when you either like someone, maybe you've just started dating, maybe you're just messaging and you haven't gone out yet. How do you know if you're being too keen? What do you guys think? I don't think I'm well placed. I think I, I either like, I'm either far too keen or I'm far too unkeen. I'm yet to perfect the middle ground. It's, I'm either too, I'm either too hot or I'm just absolutely sub-zero, and then just neither one works well at all. Katy Perry was singing about you, wasn't she? When she was <laughs> yeah, like, I am either half hot or you're cold. hot, then you're cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes you. or I'm no. Up and I'm then down. It's a tricky mm-hmm. balance, yeah. which sounds a bit sexual. <laughs> I think it's a really tricky balance to strike between being too hot and too cold because you don't want to be too, you don't want to seem too desperate and show that you want to see them all the time and you want to, you'd rather hang out with them instead of your friends and you say yes to every single date that's suggested like and the time and the place and you agree with everything they say. This kind of stuff, I think, shows that you're being a little too keen and personally, I know that if someone behaved that way with me, it would put me off. Equally, you don't want someone to seem like they're playing so hard to get that it's almost verging on arrogance and that they don't have to try because they know that you'll just drop everything to be with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just annoying, actually, when someone seems to be deliberately taking a day to reply to your messages. I mean, sometimes I do that, but it's not on purpose. It's just yeah. because I forget. And I and suppose some people like keep it like to the like to the hour as well. You know, when the clock strikes thrice, I shall reply. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I hate that. And do you know what, though? The annoying thing is that if, if, unless, if they don't do it too annoyingly, playing hard to get or just being hard to get can kind of work. Sometimes, you know, the, mo- the longer someone waits to apply until it gets to the point where it's annoying, it kind of does make you a bit more excited and kind of want them a bit more and be like, ooh, have, have, why haven't they replied yet? Why haven't they replied yet? And... um. I'm, I don't know, if I like someone, I'm not great at it. Like, you have to actually try. I once tried to be aloof. Um, it did not work. That doesn't surprise me, Miss Sequins and Rainbows. And <laughs> I'm too enthusiastic for life. Um, no, I was, there was this guy I liked, and there was a, a function, and I was like, I'm going to play it really cool and be really aloof. I tried for a bit, then totally gave in and ended up asking him out. So, pff, didn't work. Well, it did, because we went out, but... Anyway, my aloofness. Is aloof like just not, you know, ignoring them when you walk in and... When I imagine you being aloof, I imagine you walking with like your chin up and just kind of looking at them from the side and like nodding and then just like walking off. <laughs> That's why I imagine you being aloof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I don't even want to go over and talk to you, even though you do. I don't know. Do you think playing hard to get works? Uh, uh, maybe. I can't, I can't do it myself. I just, I just not very good at it. But I know that if, if I'm on the receiving end of it, then I... It does. I'm a sucker for someone who's playing hard to get. I must admit. I just, yeah, I don't really know. Not that like, I enjoy it. It's just. Yeah, I know. It's human nature though to want what you can't have or want what you think isn't into you. Totally. Like I remember when I was um, dating a guy, and then I like decided I was over it and I was gonna end it. And so like the week before I did that, I was like kind of like being not very, not giving much on message, like being quite blunt and not very chatty, kind of hoping to like make him get the hint. But then. It seems to be the complete opposite. And he was like, let's go on a weekend break. And I was like, hmm. A mini break. Yeah, no. Um, but I genuinely think that may have been because I was suddenly like not showing much interest. He was more interested. 
just so silly. Why do we do this, humans? Why? Yeah, but you're right. It is human nature to always want what you can't have. So playing hard to get, I suppose, gives the impression that you want me, but you can't have me. However, I don't know why that needed a song, but it just <laughs> did. It was really beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, however, I do find it incredibly refreshing if, because it's so rare, if someone, a guy, actually comes out and just tells me his feelings, if he has feelings for me, and he says, like, what he's thinking and that he really likes me or whatever it may be, I'm suddenly like, wow, you just told me that. I'm not sure if I could actually cope with someone telling me how they feel for me in the early stages, but I know what you mean, and I would really appreciate it if someone... This goes back to what we were talking about before, actually, about texting and phone calls, and I think that if someone calls you out of the blue, who you've maybe been texting or you've been, like, on a few dates with, or maybe you haven't been on a date yet, and if they call you and they say, hey, are you free tonight? Do you want to go on a date? I think that's, I think that's like spontaneous, and it's, it's not keen, but it's sort of showing that you're interested without being too desperate-seeming. Do you know what I mean? Calling, though, that's really putting the person on the spot. Maybe a bit. That'd be like, kind of fun. I need to consult my diary. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's part of the point, because I think sometimes if you plan dates with someone too far in advance, especially a first date... It can bigger up so it's more of a big deal. Whereas if it's just spontaneous and off the cuff, you'll probably have a better time because you weren't, you know... You spending don't have time to overthink yeah, it. Yeah, you weren't spending the last week worrying about what should I wear and what should I say and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I always find the best times you have with someone that you're, like, interested in is when it just, like, happens. You know, yeah. you go have, like, mutual friends and then, you know, go your own separate way, blah, blah, blah. That's always quite nice. That was your so, romantic voice. Yeah, no, sorry, that's, sorry, that's my chance. The voice. listeners will be swooning. <laughs> well, what can I say, yeah. <laughs> just this is, this is my non-romantic voice, and even that is supposedly sexy. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> we need some air in here, guys. <laughs> Give me a fan. <laughs> I think as well, there's a different approach to this with people of different ages. I think older people, I'm even talking about like late 20s, early 30s, are more likely to lay their cards on the table and are less fussed about like worrying about coming across too keen do you yeah, know yeah i agree i think it's definitely something you worry about when you're younger but should we like uh, what's the worst that's gonna happen they're gonna be like nah yeah, i think if you're really interested in someone let them know don't be oh my god i'm in love with you and i want to have your children like yeah on the first, yeah on the first date but there's no trouble if they if they really don't know and haven't picked up the signals tell them otherwise they'll never know but it's that's like so scary. So like say you've got a crush on someone. Say you've got like, I don't know, you fancy someone, and then you maybe you don't know if they fancy you. But you're like, you're like exchanging some messages, and you're like, hmm, is this flirty? Is this not flirty? Does he like me? Does it not like me? Like to to in that situation, like you haven't even gone on a date to put yourself out there. It's bold. And it's, it's scary. Yeah. Terrifying. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. And there are many guys. <laughs> one of them. Um, his Tinder strategy is to say, "Look, I'm terrible with this, uh, like you know, cyber dating." I was going to say cyber dating, but yeah, it's not 2004. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible at like Tinder, um, but you know, you look nice. You want to go on a date? Let's do it. And that way, you just you cut all the. Are we allowed to swear? Uh, no, because then we have cut to get the, an E. Cut all the BS. Yeah, nice. Uh, good, good. And then you just, you know, that I feel that that sets a nice precedent, you know, like. Yeah. Um, if they say no, you know, game over. If they say yes, then you just know that you can just like say these things and just. See, guys have said that to me before on dating apps, and I usually don't go for it. Cause oh, it's not going to work with everyone, obviously. Yeah. But I suppose maybe the right girl for him. I'm all for cutting the BS, though. I think that's a very good. 
way to think well, about it. Well, you're too scared to go out with a Bumble Boy anyway, aren't you? Yeah. I didn't get asked out by a Bumble Boy. Oh, but that's because I was too scared to have update. conversations with them. Well, I am still in conversations with Tom of Bumble Bio of the Week from a few weeks ago. Are but, um, you? Yeah, I'm not sure how patient he's going to be because we, we, I just sort of couldn't find any time in my diary and then I'm actually going on holiday for a long weekend and then it's Christmas time and I'm just... Uh, he seems really nice, but... It's, yeah, so anyway, I'll keep you posted. I'm sure everyone's really intrigued as to Something what's going to happen Something will come there. up. Things get cancelled. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. If, so, if I... If you had something to do tomorrow night and it got cancelled, you'd be like, Tom, what's then? Let's go. <laughs> he actually did suggest tomorrow night. Really? But I'm not well I'm not free though. But then it, what have you got? I'm gonna tell you my private plans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Plus actually when this comes out, it will be yesterday, not tomorrow anyway, so that's gonna be confusing. True. So really who knows? It, yeah. Maybe I did go out with Tom tomorrow slash yesterday. Whoa, yes. Whoa, I know, we're travelling through time here. Back to the future. Anyway, speaking of Bumble bios, we have another Bumble bio of the week. Mm. Now, this is... <laughs> I think Joachim was excited fun, about yeah. that. Yeah, now, it's funny because we didn't mean to pick another one that was slightly Brexit-related, but um, the <laughs> fact of the matter is, these just make me chuckle. Um, so, here we go. This is from a guy named Jack, and that's all the info you're getting. He says, hoping to leave the single market before the UK does. I thought that was very good. I think that's really yeah, witty. That's right. yeah. yeah. Witty is always good. Short, sweet, mm-hmm. snappy, yeah. bit different. Topical. Mm-hmm. Topical, exactly. Interested in current affairs. Quite. Probably reads the news. Yeah. Maybe an economics graduate. Oh. Maybe known talks about mm. the single market. And they're clever. Yeah. I know. Or maybe it's all a ruse. You never know. Maybe he's just <laughs> trying to... absolute idiot and he just heard on the news one day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put that on my bio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, you never Make know. Make think I'm clever. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, you know, maybe someone is listening to this every week and stealing our Bumble bios of the week. Just has like 10 that's bios. That's true. Yeah. <gasps> if you do that, please email us and let us know how that's going for you. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. If you take one of the Bumble bios, like, a hey, kudos for you to being bold enough to steal them. Hey, maybe you even stole our ideas from when we had our Bumble I don't think they would have stolen mine. I think they would have stolen yours. <laughs> no, come on. Yours was funny. You've inspired a whole nation of peanut butter aficionados. <laughs> there are quite a lot of us out there. So it's not actually that... Um, <laughs> it's not as unique as I thought, to be honest. But um, I just feel that strongly about peanut butter. So that's good. You. Well, that's it for today. Uh, please subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes as this helps other people discover our wonderful podcast. Not that we think it's wonderful, of course. No, we course think it's just not. like... I think it's wonderful. Jochen. Jochen, stop it. We're spooning. <laughs> Such Gosh. a charmer, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back. <laughs> anyway, and if you have a dating disaster story, we would love to hear it. So please do write it in either an iTunes review. You can send it to us privately via email at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. Do not worry, all stories will be kept anonymous. If you would rather tweet it to us, I mean, we have so many modes of communication here, you can tweet us either openly or via direct message. And I am at Rachel underscore Hosey. Olivia is at Olivia Petter one And if you also have any thoughts or feedback um, or any ideas for the podcast, what you've liked, what you haven't liked, we really want to know. So just let us know whichever way is easiest for you. And thank you so much for listening. Jochen, thank you for joining us once again. It's been a pleasure. The pleasure's been ours. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.